and welcome back to another edition of On the Board Sports. I'm your host, Will Trucci, a.k.a. Will C. You're in the place to be, coming to you from Gotham Podcast Studios in Manhattan, joined by the one and only Sean Thomas, my wonderful co-host via Skype. Sean, how are you? Well, I am doing excellent, really coming off that high that was the uh, last show with Ed and Combo. Shout out to them, and shout out to you always, Will, holding on the fort in the studio. Absolutely, and also want to give a quick shout out here to Johnny, our wonderful producer, controlling the ones and twos. Just on the other side of the glass over here at the new Gotham Podcast Studios in Midtown Manhattan. It is an absolute joy to be here, to say the very least, to talk sports. And before we go on with sports, I just want to give, like I said, like you said, Sean, just a quick shout out again to Ed Easton and Andrew Salop, a.k.a. Uh, Combo. They did an absolute awesome job here in studio talking about the aftermath that is the NBA free agency period over the past six days. And, you know, we got to see where Kawhi is going and we got to see a couple of teams uh, build up here in the free agency period. But also, too, at that same point in time, I just want to give a couple of shout outs to here at Gotham because, Sean, I know. The guys over at the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast are doing their own thing, and they're doing a wonderful job of uh, doing their thing and doing and talking about sports. Just want to give a quick shout-out to Dexter Henry and Brian Fonseca on doing their thing, and just wanted to also give a quick shout-out, too, to the Seven Footers podcast because those guys, Jared and Jenna, they do a wonderful job on their show as well talking about basketball. It's always nice to hear different th- different perspectives about basketball and about sports in general. So who knows? Maybe one day we we could uh, get this uh, the trio of sports podcasters here, of the sports podcasts, all in one room, maybe on On the Board Sports, maybe on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, maybe on the Seven Footers. Who knows? I think it would be a wonderful thing if that would, uh, if that would come to fruition. I know a lot of schedules uh, are uh, are different. And, you know, see what happens there. But I think it would be a great thing for all three brands to come together. But that's just me, Sean. I know you would definitely agree to that. I know it's a little uh, random to talk about, but it's, you know, it's certainly nice to see all three podcasts doing well. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, the network has a whole bunch of shows. But like you said, it's really only three dedicated to sports so you know uh, hopefully sometime soon we could make that uh take place absolutely man and moving forward now from the basketball uh world to now the uh mlb world now and you have the all-star game coming up which is in cleveland this year and you know the yankees are doing things that realistically everybody thought they'd do win games and be successful but not at not with the way how they did it so far this season uh having guys like uh, Aaron Judge out, John Carl Stanton out and having a bunch of reserves coming in and playing very very hard and you know they're right now I think seven and a half or eight games up on the Tampa Bay Rays who are in second place and the Boston Red Sox man they're right there but they're just they're not the same team as they were uh last season and keep in mind too at around this time last year, the Yankees were only one game out for that division lead against Boston. And at around this time, Aaron Judge 
was having himself a career year, and then he wound up getting plunked in the hand against Kansas City at the stadium. And then that's when this, the the whole year for the Yankees went uh, totally different. But obviously, we know what happened. You know, with the Yankees, they wound up losing to the Red Sox, and the Red Sox wound up being the World Series champion, the eventual World Series champion. But you just never know with these things, man, especially in baseball. And Sean, I, I want to just get your take on what's going on here with the Yankees because it has just been absolutely unbelievable. And your team, the Mets, they wound up splitting the series with the Mets at City Field. So, uh, what 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 has been your impression on the uh, on the Yankees so far this year? Well, well, my impression on the Yankees so far this year has been a team that is absolutely hot. You know, they seem to not lose. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, and, 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 you know, and it's a little, I like what you said because the AL East is not as strong this year as it was last year. You know, obviously Boston's having a kind of a down year. Uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay got into that great start, but now they're kind of down as well. But, well, um, you know, the Yankees, I, I forgot what Shaw was listening to, but, I think it was Wednesday. They had the same exact record that day as they did last year, which is crazy to believe that. But because Boston was at such a torrid pace, I don't think the Yankee fans could have, you know, really appreciated that hot start they got off to last year as well. Because the conversation that we had and everybody had was Boston, Boston, we have to catch Boston, blah, blah, blah. But, well, the Yankees are playing extremely well and, I think the one fear everybody had was when they got back all the guys that were hurt, how would they play? And they've played extremely well. Aaron Judge has come back swinging a hot bat. Um, and insane. And really, well, the unsung hero, I think DJ Lemayhew was really the, un- the unsung hero of this team. And he was out there for everybody to get. He, did the, I don't think he got signed until like a month and a half after uh, free agency and well, winning winning franchises do winning things. Right. The Mets could have had DJ Lemayhew. We get Brett Lowry or John Lowry. I mean, uh, Jed. Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry. Sorry. It's okay. And getting your Lowry's confused. It's okay. Right, right, right. It's crazy because I'm just like, you know what, man? It's just like. The Yankees could have had, had, I mean, the Mets could have had this guy, but they get him, and you know what I'm saying? And he's batting leadoff, and he's an all-star starter. And, well, I think a lot of people were afraid because, obviously, he played at course field, but he's proven that he is a major league hitter. Uh, so, well, it goes back to the same thing with the team. They need another arm. They need another arm. They need another arm because Paxton has had some bad games. Other guys have had some bad games. But well, they're playing extremely well. I think they're going to run run away with with the East. They just have to worry about the Twins and uh, Houston, so they could get a uh, home field uh, throughout well. But I think sky's the limit for this team. And how? And I'm glad that Glaber is going to the All Star game. Thank God. How the hell he didn't Thank get God. voted in? I don't know, but I'm grateful that he's going there. Well, I I'm actually ecstatic that the guy's going in. The guy is basically he's. Just, you know, everything that the scouts and the media and everything like that build him up to be when he first came over from the Aroldis Chapman deal from the Cubs back in 2016. And 
you know, you look at the type of player that he is. He could play anywhere. He could play third, short, second base. Uh, still under a rookie salary at this point in time. And, you know, the guy is just an absolute flashy defender with the glove. I mean, it's just, it's insane, bro. It's just absolutely insane uh, the type of year that uh, Glaber is absolutely having. But you name DJ, DJ LeMayhew, another guy, all-star. Gary Sanchez, all-star. Aroldis Chapman, all-star. The Yankees right now, I mean, they at one point in time, back like a couple weeks ago, everybody was an all-star starting for them. Yeah, Gio Oshella, he was leading he was leading the vote for third base. You had looked like uh Glaber at second base. Uh Aaron Judge, right field, Brett Gardner in left. It was Gary Sanchez catching. Uh Didi Gregorius at shortstop. There was a lot of a lot of fanfare there. And for those people that want to have the fan vote out, and I get why you want to get the fan vote out, and I also get why you want to have the uh, the team, you want to have every player from every team there at the All-Star game to be represented, which is only right, of course. But, you know, there's just something about it. I mean, the, the season that Glaber Torres has been having is just absolutely crazy, and for him to uh, to not get voted in and all that is just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the guy this year alone, his batting average is two points under three hundred at two ninety eight. He has eighty eight hits, nineteen home runs. Actually, that's his at bats. Excuse me. He's got two hundred ninety eight at bats, and his batting average is uh, two ninety five. So, what does that really tell you, right there, Sean? You know. It's crazy. Yeah, well, so, you know, and, 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 and you look at it, too, and, you know, a, a, another thing that we discussed was Aaron Boone, you know, having all of these and options. You know, he had, he had the task of, you know, putting the high enough one through nine, and I think he's done a great job with LeMahieu, one, Judge, two, Sanchez in there, um, uh, or Shella. And it's crazy because, I think we we would consider Aaron Judge the best player on the team. I think we would consider Giancarlo Stanton the second best player, and Stanton's going to be out now maybe like another month. So they're not skipping a beat without pound for pound the second best player on the team, though, to the point where, you know, you got Gardner holding on the Ford in uh, left field, Hicks in the center, and the in-car on uh, the, the Nacion trade, that's looking pretty good because him and Voight are going to split the time between DH and first, so... Yankees have a lot of options, well, and um, you know, well, they legit just need that arm. The pen, the pen is gonna drop the ball once in a while, like you said in the bottom of the eighth the other day against the Mets. Every pen is gonna have a goose egg or, or you know, what I'm saying, or a bad appearance um, once in a while. But for the most part, the pen has been really good. I don't know what arm they could get. Obviously, you've heard. Of uh, the Scherzer, but number one, well, he would cost too much. But number two, well, I don't know if you've seen seen this. The Nationals, I think they've won 13 out of their last like 16 games. They've been on a, such a hot streak to the point where they're probably going to be they're probably going to look to buy at the trading uh, deadline instead of sell. That the Yankees and Mets would never trade. So Zach Wheeler isn't there, but still got guys like 
Mad Bomb or some other guys there. So if they get one more arm with the lineup that they have, well, this team could easily win 100, 105 games and represent the American League, as me and you both have them doing when we did our MLB uh, preview. And you look at the Nationals and, you know, a friend of mine, who I sit with at Islanders games, he's a big, big Nationals fan. Shout out to Lyle uh, Gillen, by the way, the uh, Nationals fan, the avid Nationals fan that sits with me in the Blue and Orange Army. Uh, he was mentioning that the record for the Nationals at the time, and I didn't realize this, they were they were twenty five and ten since May twenty fourth. That's best in baseball over that stretch, man. That is absolutely insane. It is. It is. And today. They're going to be wearing those 1969 Montreal Expo uniforms because that's where the fr- really the franchise started from was in Montreal. And then they wound up moving over from uh, from Montreal to Washington in 05. So, you know, it's if you see those jerseys today, just remember that. Just remember that uh, that little key fact right there. But, uh, you know, no, this is actually great for the Nationals, for them. I think that this is a talented team. You know, you look at from what from what you've seen, the pitching staff is still good with uh, Strasburg playing there, uh, Patrick Corbin playing in there as well, and having Scherzer. That's a three-headed monster. That really is a three-headed monster in the Phillies. Everybody had the Phillies uh, as this favorite, as this uh, this this real favorite, you know, and now they're just not playing that well, and they. They had their chances and their opportunities to go in and and play play well and and now with this Oduba Herrera suspension, it's uh, because of the domestic violence that something that we brought up a couple weeks ago on our show. It's just something that's not uh, looking good right now for them. It's not and everything that's going on. It's just absolutely crazy. But as for the Yankees, though, getting back to the Yankees, I, I personally don't see uh, Madison Bumgarner. As this name, I mean, maybe as the uh, as the season progresses, maybe you will see another name come out there. But I don't think that he's going to be that guy, just because of the fact that the price might be a little bit too high, a little bit too high. Trying to uh, something that the Yankees uh, don't want to give up is their outfield depth and Clint Frazier. Domingo Herman's having himself an unbelievable year. And, you know, you look at everything as a whole. I know we talked about this before, Sean. You don't want a prospect court. I get that. But sometimes for the sake of depth, and you never know what might happen during the offseason. Who knows if John Carlos Stanton will be back? Who knows if Brett Gardner will retire at the end of the year? You just never know. Clint Frazier might be a big piece to this team next year if if uh, need may be, you know, so I don't know what might happen. I really don't. But the Yankees are very high on Frazier. And with everything that's said, I think they're going to keep their team and and they might go after a guy that that might be a, a mid-level type of starter. That might be a 2-3 guy. Who knows? But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what might happen, to be honest. Yeah, well, so, you know, it's one of those things where, where uh where like you know you, you have to you know really really you know decide you know like which course they're gonna take but the one one thing that I do like that they are doing is they're not just gonna go out to get a guy to get a guy you know they're gonna take their time 
Ryan Cashman is going to vet everything and everyone, and they're going to make the right choice there. So, you know what I'm saying? So, right. I I expect them to make the right move, and every button that Cashman has pushed so far mm-hmm. has turned out to be pretty good. So. Right. And then, I just want to touch on this one second for the Yankees, and then we'll move on uh, to the sure. other team in Queens. Uh, CC Sabathia, he's getting an invite to the All-Star game in his final year of playing. And I honestly, I love this move. I love this move because this is where CC started his career in Cleveland, wound up getting traded over to Milwaukee for the half year. Everybody remembers that they made it all the way as a wild card in the regular season in 08. And then they wound up uh, going to the postseason on that, that little magical run that they had with Milwaukee. He signs that, that big free agent deal with the Yankees. And then, you know, it, it's been up. It's been an up and down career. The ups went in the World Series, obviously in '09, and all the postseason appearances from '09 to 2012. And then the the, the lowest of lows was him with the uh, the alcohol incident and everything like that, and trying to get his life back together. And then you know the reclamation story after that from 2015, and then after that from 2016, and you know the 2017-2018 team, and now this, him wanting to go out on top like he did a decade ago with the uh, with the uh, World Series ring and everything like that in his first year in pinstripes. So it, it's absolutely amazing for him, this story. What a ride it has been for CC Sabathia. Well, and, and, and the thing that I like about it the most is the fact that, you know, it shows that, you know, he's one of the greatest lefties. And whenever you talk about a pitching, obviously the history of the game is so righty, dominant. That when you get, you know, a lefty like him, you know, you I think we take for granted, you know, how great he was. And, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll never forget when he got traded, Will, was it from Cleveland to... The I think it was uh, Milwaukee. Right, Milwaukee. I just said that, <laughs> but yeah, sorry, it's okay. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Will. It's and okay. All good. T- and and it's kind of like you said, the tear that he went on when he got there. He put himself on the map. Then he signs the big deal. He gets the World Series ring. You know, and I think me and you had the conversation about uh, uh, Hall of Fame. I think we did, but I mean, you know, he's definitely going to get a lot of consideration and I think he should eventually be voted in but well exactly like you said he's had a lot of off the field stuff he's overcome that and to honor him in his final season classy move by Rob um, absolutely and you know what better way to uh, to do it it's just absolutely unbelievable what type of career uh, Sabathia's had winning his Cy Young Award with Cleveland in 07 uh, going out, winning a World Series ring in 09 with the Yankees, and then, you know, like I said, the ups and the downs and everything like that. Hey, that's a part of life. But it's not about how you go down, but it's how you pick yourself back up. And Sabathia has picked himself up and then some uh, after his uh, incident back a couple of years ago. But, yeah, just absolute class act for sure. And, if you know, another, another plug in here. From On The Board Sports, if you don't listen to the R2C2 podcast, it is just an absolutely 
uh, intriguing, intriguing uh, show with Ryan Rucco and CC Sabathia. So just wanted to give them a little plug too. Those two do an absolute unbelievable job. And shout out to Ryan Rucco, by the way, for uh, filling in for Michael K on the Yes Network because that guy. You talk about Fordham grads and you talk about you know voices and everything like that. Ryan Rucco is the future voice of a, ba- a professional baseball team, whether or not it's here in New York, whether or not it's – because on ESPN, with what he does for basketball, is just an absolutely uh, unbelievable thing with him working with the Nets and him filling in for uh, Ian Eagle a couple of times here and there. But he does a wonderful job on the national uh, circuit for ESPN. And he's going to be a future voice for a professional baseball team sometime soon. The energy that that guy brings and the knowledge that that guy brings is just absolutely unbelievable. So, Ryan, shout out to you. Maybe one day you will come on our show, talk sports with us. Maybe bring CC along with with you too. But you know, just want to give you give him his quick uh, give them their quick quick little plug as well. So, moving on now from the uh, Yankees to the Mets. Sean, I know you're all over this. The season can't get any worse, but unfortunately it has. But the two bright spots here is the one bright spot I'll start off with first, the All-Stars, Pete Alonzo and Jeff McNeil making it to the All-Star team along with uh, Jacob DeGrom. And then number two, you got your series split against the Yankees. You guys didn't get swept. So with that being said, Sean, what's your take on the Mets? Well, well, I I had a rant all prepared last week, but go for the rant. I'm not gonna rant. Rant now. Rant no, now. I'm, I'm 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 over it now. You know what I'm saying? No, like, you're I not. Was rant. Fuming. I was fuming back then, but I'm like, you know what? I'm over it now. It happened. It took place, and you know what? Well, it's one of, of those things where I'm like. You know, when the season first started, we had the optimism. Everybody was, you know, you know, like I was happy. I was thrilled. I'm like, all right, great. You know, like, like, um, like it's going to be a situation where, you know, the season and optimism and so on and so forth. And then, well, I cannot name one move. Well, maybe the J.D. Davis trade I'll give Brody the credit for but outside of that i cannot name one trade one move he's made that hasn't blown up in his face the team's face and the Wupons won't fire him because they're gonna look crazy you fire your gm after one after not not even a whole year after only like half a year or so and but i mean you know from 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 just then it's just it's just one bad move after the next and well, we can't seem to get nothing right. A perfect example, Tom Seaver. Now we want to name uh, City Field Tom Seaver way. Now we want to give him a statue outside of the year. He's retired from public life because he's sick. So he can't even enjoy the, the honors that we are going to bestow upon him right. because the Mets took so friggin' long. And then after that, last weekend, we're honoring the 69 team. And in the video of the 69 team, they had the players that passed away. And two people they had in the video 
are still alive. Right. <laughs> like, how is this, like, like, well, like, the Yankees don't mess up stuff like this. The, 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 the Braves don't mess up stuff like this. The Patriots do not mess up stuff like this. And the Mets just continuously just, it's, it's I mean, like, you sign Cespedes, you made it to the World Series. Okay, great. Even though you lost, okay, fine. And then the guy gets hurt. Will, who in God's name hurts not one heel, but both of his heels? And then when you're rehabbing, you're on your horse farm. Instead of being at the doctor fixing your heels, you're at your horse farm, horse farm and you step in, step in the hole and tear your Achilles. Yeah, that, that's just... <laughs> like, this, like, 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 I just don't get it. It's at the point where, well, I kind of feel like I'm Stephen A. Smith where he wants to give up his fandom of the Knicks because the Knicks just never get it right. Will, I am approaching that with the Mets. Like, like I'm trying to hold on to be a fan, but they don't give us nothing to hold on to. And that's and there's talent on this team. Jeff McNeil, Alonzo, DeGrom, Syndergaard, uh, Conforto, so on and so forth. There's talent on this team, but we just can't seem to get it right. And it's just like... I don't know what else to say, man. Like, I, I really, really don't, man. I mean, you can't look at it. You can look at it from a negative all you want. But as much as, as much hope, as much hope as, you know, the Mets have, which is very bleak at this point, you got to have some sort of hope. You have to. I mean, if it wasn't for that 2015 run in the middle of, of the summer in those five days in Flushing at the end of July going into August of that year, especially that San Diego series and the Washington series, uh, that team would have been, would have been nowhere, you know, had it not been for those, that those two series in, in uh, 2015 in July and August. And then, you know, you look at 2016, they're trying to build off, Build off of the run from 2015. Hasn't happened. 2017, they still have the pitching. Obviously, the Matt Harvey situation uh, hadn't really worked out. 2018, again, same thing. Injury history, everything like that. But they still had they had the mix of the veterans and the youth and everything like that. I think what it comes down to here is just flat out, it comes from the top and from ownership. That's what it comes out to. And, you know, you look at the NBA and what the NBA did with Don- Donald Sterling, okay, getting Donald Sterling out. The NBA might have to get James Dolan out from owning the Knicks day-to-day basis, but we'll see what happens from, with that with them. I think Rob Manfred has to go in and just basically say, hey, look, listen, you know, Fred and uh, Jeff, you guys got to cease operations here and, you know, let us control it here for a little bit and then find new owners, because there is no way in hell that a New York market should be a New York based team should be uh, flopping the way how they are. And yet it, it's unbelievable. It, it, it totally is unbelievable. You know, they bring in they bring in Sandy well, Alderson. They bring well, in Sandy and they they do that. And, you know, it really hadn't worked. And then now they bring in Brody and. Nothing against Brody. I think Brody got handed a pile of shit in his first year, you know, with a great opportunity. Well, uh, 
But I, 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 I know a press for uh, uh, Tom Will, but right. Will, they don't care. Fred and Jeff, they don't care. They only care about the revenue that's coming in. And a perfect example of that is Kyan Bloom, Tampa Bay Rays guy. Will, if I have an opportunity to hire anybody from Tampa Bay, I'm hiring that person ASAP. Right. Kyan Bloom was going to tear this thing all the way down and build it back up, which, which was the way to go. Right. Brody Van Wagenen comes in and says, no, there's talent here. I'm going to make the trades, make the moves. We're going to keep the fannies in the seats, and we're going to win. We're going to contend. Sold. Will, the Wilpons knew if you tear it down, nobody is going to come, which means less money, which means less revenue, which means they're not making the profit for themselves. They think about themselves. They don't care about the fans. Will, that's why you never see them in uh, a public. Right. When was the last time you saw Jeff and Fred in uh, a public, Will? Never. Probably months, years. You see the Stein Brenners at Yankee Stadium or in uh, Tampa all the time. All the time. Right. Will, you see Robert Kraft at Patriots games all the time. <laughs> And guess the who you see? Guess, guess who you see at Islander games? You see John Ledecky talking to people John all Ledecky, the time. All the time. And I love John all Ledecky. Shout out to John Ledecky, by the way. <laughs> but I, I get I get where you're coming from, Sean. I really do get where you're coming from. But you know, with and also too here, just the just the quick thing you talk about money grab and everything like that. I was at the Yankee Clubhouse store today. Okay. You had walls upon walls upon walls of Yankee memorabilia and Yankee shirts, jerseys, everything like that going off in Times Square, right? Stores filled with Yankee memorabilia. Now, you go over to the Mets clubhouse shop. I went there. I'm wearing a Yankee shirt today going into the Mets clubhouse shop trying to pick up a couple of Alonzo shirts, all-star shirts for my little cousins because they're huge Mets fans, and they don't have it. They don't have any all-star gear at all. The guy tells me to go over to City Field. And, you know, you talk about money grab right there, money this, money that. You know, you talk about merchandising. The store literally looked at, looked like it was about to just close. It was about to close. Wow. That's how that's how serious the situation it is with the Mets compared over to the Yankees. But – that's whether here nor there. I just wanted to just bring that up as, you know, my eye and everything like that, seeing things. It's just uh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy what's going on in the New York landscape, to say the very least. But that's what happens when you uh, you win games, not throwing salt in the wound here and not trying to be that guy. But that's that's what it ultimately comes down to, you know, trying to trying to win games and try to make some money. Period and a story. Well. Yep. And speaking of which, uh, Sean, you have any final thoughts at all on uh, on this episode? No, you know we see the All Star break. Um, me and Will will you know have a more in depth you know you know uh, All Star review uh, next show, man. But well, let's see how hot the Yankees can stay, and uh, let's see how cold the Mets can stay. And uh, well, I'm going to make a prediction, Will. Mm-hmm. I'm going to predict the breaking news Monday morning is that the Mets have uh, fired Mickey uh, Cataway. Really? You think that? I I really think they were were waiting for the All-Star break. And I don't think they're going to make Jim uh, Riggleman the interim. I think they're going to make Chili Davis the 
It's considered wrong because that's a bold take. Jim Riggerman is not going to listen to Brody, to anybody. He's going to run the show his way. And they want a puppet, Will. Kind of like how the Yankee fans thought that Brian Cashman, you know, had, had this little thing over Aaron Boone. Clearly, that's not the case. Right. Aaron. Aaron Boone has grabbed the bulls by the horns and says, this is my team. I'm, I'm doing shit right. uh, uh, my way. They know that Jim Rigman has been in the game way too long to have that. So, Will, I predict Monday morning breaking news, Mickey Akadaway will be sent on his way. And good for him. Good for him to get the hell out of this place because he doesn't deserve this shit. Absolutely. Uh, you know, kind of agree with you on that one. I have two final thoughts. Number one, my... My first final thought is uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo is going to be at Belmont Park on Monday for uh, his news, breaking news about the new train station that's going to be built for Belmont Park. So obviously Belmont, I think Belmont uh, Racetrack, uh, the new arena for the Islanders might be an actual go. We've been hearing about this the whole time and Belmont might be a huge, uh, might be the thing. Of the future here. So let's see what happens there. Uh, I think I'm going to go to that. And then my second thought is for Robin Leonard. And Robin Leonard wound up signing a one-year deal worth $5 million to go play for the Chicago Blackhawks. And for him to uh, win the Vesna and for him to win the Masterson with Thomas Grice, uh, you know, what a story. What an absolute unbelievable human being Robin Leonard is. And I want to say, Robin, I wish you nothing but the best. You gave the Islander fan and, you know, myself some hope here for the future, but also, too, on some mental health. So, and that's what really means the most. And, you know, outside of hockey and outside of playing sports, it's just mentally just being who you are as a person. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to him and wish him nothing but the best. He is an obvious obvious advocate for uh, mental health and you know, you look at him and you just say to yourself, it's just absolutely uh, an unbelievable uh, accomplishment on what he did this year, especially with the Islanders and especially the story that the Islanders had uh, going into the season. But he uh, overcame a lot of odds and now he's over in Chicago and, you know, we're going to miss you here, man. You know, just want to just give him uh, his deal. So just wanted to give those two uh, quick shout outs. Well said, Will. Well said. It definitely, it definitely gonna miss them. You know, obviously, I don't know what Lou has in store, but you know what? We have to trust the process. Well, absolutely, trust in Lou, trust in Lou Amarillo. Absolutely, one hundred percent. For everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, shout out to Johnny on the ones and twos, controlling everything behind the glass, and uh, Sean. Just wanted to give you a quick shout out as well. Hopefully, I get to see you in studio next week. And, you know, we could talk a little more on hockey and about uh, about baseball and who knows what might happen in basketball. And you know what, too? Also, one final shout out here, Sean. I'm going to mention this on the air, too, talking about podcasts. SND Podcast wants to get a football show with us for a football preview. I think that would be a very, very uh, good thing trying to get all of those guys with us to talk football for our preview. I think that would be an excellent idea. Sean, what do you think about that? Let's make it, it happen, man. Let's do it. Let's make it happen, baby. Let's do it. All right. S&D Podcast, you heard it here first. Steve Nisamowitz, you heard it here first. Let's make it happen now. All right. For everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, 
Also, too, quick shout out to Body Armor, our sponsor. Again, thank you for being our sponsor. Go get Body Armor. Go pick yourself up a uh, a nice thirst quenching drink from Body Armor. They're awesome with a capital A. For everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, for my wonderful partner, Sean Thomas, I am your host, William Trucci, logging out. We will talk to you guys soon. Peace out.